0: Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler.
1: Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and my co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is on the line. And we are your leadership development coaches. We have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always have very interesting and entertaining uh, guests who are on cutting edge. And today, we have uh, Amanda Steinberg. She is the founder of DailyWorth.com. And that is a free daily email about uh, money for women. And we're going to interview her, try to get some information. ideas about um, women and what some of the issues and concerns are uh, regarding money and you know Kathy and I we always want to bring you the best in leadership development news uh, profiles of folks who are really doing some interesting things and always uh, look at evidence-based you know what are some of the research behind some of the aspects that we're looking at so Kathy welcome to the call
2: Thanks, really. You know, today is um, one of those days that I'm really excited because I want to learn from Amanda. She is um, obviously an innovator and a leader in her industry, and she talks about spending money, psychology, entrepreneurship, planning, saving, the vocabulary of worth, investing, earning, and work. And we're going to learn so much from her today. She is, in fact, the founder of Daily Worth. That's dailyworth.com. And, um, It's part of our ongoing series to help leaders really develop leaders and learn more about themselves while they're doing it. And we know, as you do, that leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. But most leaders really will, while they underestimate just how much they influence themselves and others, and when they're not practicing at their best, they're not influencing their decision practices at their best, they can also... Diminish the success and the performance of the team around them. You know, self talk, self doubt, self confidence is so important to leaders. But we know that doing just a few things differently can really improve your performance as a leader, and certainly your organization. And in every show, Raleigh and I try to bring you something about developing yourself as a leader, developing those around you as leaders in your organization. Of of course, you know what happy companies know about performance, which is something that I love to talk about, and then Raleigh's sweet spot, which is emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies to be your best. We always like to talk about brain neuroscience contributions to performance, generation and gender differences. Work-life balance practices, which we're going to focus on a little bit today, and self-management tools to be your best. And we know that just doing a few things differently makes such an important difference in our overall performance and the bottom line of our companies, whether we're employed or entrepreneurs. So we're going to talk about some of those tips and tools today with Amanda. Amanda, you want to just say hello?
3: Hi, Amanda here. Very happy to be with you today.
2: Uh, thanks for being with us. So Relly, before we bring Amanda on, t- can you talk to uh, our audience a little bit about why we focus so much on
1: the science of leadership? Sure, Kathy. And the re- one of the reasons is um, leaders have an incredible amount of influence. A lot of the research is saying they have anywhere from 50 to 70 percent influence over the climate of their team. And we like to say that the leader is the emotional thermostat of the team that they really set the temperature for the climate and the productivity of the team. And we know one of the keys for being a top 10% performer, and that's this tipping point, is try to get people into the top 10%. But one of the keys is these emotional intelligence competencies. You know, how do you understand yourself, manage yourself, understand others, manage others? Why is this top 10% the tipping point? Well, a lot of research has shown that if you can get leaders into the top 10%, or your employees into the top 10%, they're, uh, they produce twice as much revenue to the organization as someone in the 89th percentile and below. And also, when you look at training in organizations, it can help productivity, about a uh, 22% increase in productivity with a variety of training programs. But if you add coaching to training, there's about an 88% increase in productivity. So, really, taking what people have learned in in training and individualizing and tailoring it for the individuals. So let me tell you a little bit about uh, getting the hold of Kathy. If you want more information from Dr. Kathy Greenberg, her website is www.h2cleadership.com for all her happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching services. And if you want some more information about me, Dr. Raleigh Nadler, My website is www.truenorthleadership.com for emotional intelligence tools, some free EI assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching boot camps. So Kathy, you want to give us a little bit more? I gave a brief intro to Amanda, but there's a lot more we can say.
2: Well, I think we're going to learn more about Amanda as we spend time with her in the remainder of the show. But just as a brief introduction, Amanda Steinberg is founder of DailyWorth.com. It's a free daily email about money for women. And I would just like to say everybody should read this, not just women. I think it's very insightful, and um, as you know, we – really try to help everybody in a well-rounded environment understand leadership and understanding the mindset of women, how they look at themselves, their worth. is so important, and I know we're going to talk to Amanda today about how women, in fact, even ask for a raise, which is so differently than how a man asks for a raise, and it fascinates me. But Amanda um, has been featured in Forbes, Self, and the New York Examiner um, as the CEO of uh, multiple mid-sized web agencies over the last decade, Amanda has observed how women more than men struggle in areas of earning, saving, and net worth. And dailyworth.com was created to give women tools to help them earn what they're worth and generate their own wealth through savings. And Steinberg herself has degrees in urban planning and architecture from Columbia University. And as you know, um, it's so important for all of us to recognize that today, more than ever before, we have more women in the workforce. We have more women in the workplace than in generations before us. And we have doubled, doubled the number of working moms since the 1970s. So this is a big issue. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be here.
1: And Amanda, one of the things that we, we always like to ask the folks, our guests on the show, is who's been the most influential leaders in your career, in your life, and, and, and why so?
3: Wow. Well, there really have been so many, but I guess we'll start with Anita Roddick. Anita Roddick was the founder of The Body Shop, and she's a pioneer of socially responsible business, and she really proved with The Body Shop that a business can be about social good and be profitable. I read her book, Business as Unusual, and it really changed my thinking about business and social responsibility And ever since then, I've been thinking about how my businesses can be both contributors to social good and, of course, very profitable.
2: When you talk about these um, influencers in your life, it's um, sometimes one of the character traits of of many of our guests to talk about individuals who have been close to them from a family perspective, and it's, it's... fascinating to me that you went right to a business person who I can admire and I, you know, obviously have a great deal of respect for. Why, why this particular business person? What was it that, that made such an impact?
3: Well, I, I really just admired her spirit and her spunk and everything that I've read about her. Uh, and I also have great respect for the operations of the body shop and everything that I've, I've studied about it. So from afar, I've modeled her because of her reach and the extent to which she's, which she grew her business. Unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago. Uh, but I'm, I'm also more than happy to talk about the women close to me and in my family as well. Excellent. So, you know, of course, I have to start with my mother. My, my mother, as all mothers do, has really shaped my life and my career. My parents got divorced when I was two years old and when my dad left, my mother had never worked and really wasn't very financially secure. And I remember her telling me multiple times, very young, very early in my childhood, saying, you will not depend on anyone. It's really important for you to learn how to take care of yourself and make sure no matter what that you always take care of yourself. And she went back and got her MBA and has a thriving career now. And she really was an extraordinary model for me in how a mother becomes a successful businesswoman and the values she she wants to pass on to her children.
1: Well, that's uh, always good to hear, especially when you're bringing your parents and 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 seeing as your mom being a role model, not only what she says but what she did. You know, going back to school uh, later in her career. So that that's always got to be exciting to see, and just looking at your background, Amanda. So tell us a little bit of how, of what is daily worth, and especially from um, co- getting planning and architecture degree from Columbia, looks like there would be kind of a stretch. Maybe how you got into this uh, the whole idea about women and and money and their finances.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny. Um, I don't really think my degree has a lot that's related to. What I'm doing now on the surface, but if you look underneath of what urban planning is about, it's about systems development and and our communities and the communities that we live in. Um, but but really, what what so the the history of my career is that despite being an urban planning and architecture major, I learned computer programming at a young age. And mm. the truth of it was, I was making far more money uh, coding databases than I was as a bartender. So I took on more and more web programming work. This was in 1999 when I was a senior in college. And uh, I really wanted to, I, it, I really enjoyed the Internet. It was new. It was booming. So I, I did not have an urban planning career. I decided to have an Internet career instead. Mm-hmm. And so how did that get me to daily worth? So I've always been very entrepreneurial. I've been running my own businesses uh, for 10 years. And... Um, by the time I reached 30, something really drastic happened to me. When I, when I turned 30, which was two years ago, I'm 32 now, I turned around and I said to myself, you know, I've been making more than $100,000 for a few years now, and yet I have no net worth. I have nothing to show for it. Why is that? And so I started to look and I started to talk to some of my other friends, and I realized that many of my other friends who are very accomplished running organizations still struggle to make ends meet. Struggle to pay their rent. So then I started to get really interested and also kind of angry. Um, I definitely I'll talk a bit about the anger that's fueled fueled this business development project um, and the research that I did into women and money in particular was really appalling. So I'll, I'll give you some statistics because I know you're very interested in science as am I. And really, you know, here here's some of the data that I found about women and money. So. In 2009, women still make 70 cents for every dollar earned by men. You know, this is a notion that was popularized in the 1970s, and we still haven't made a dent in it. Nearly two-thirds of working women earn less than $30,000 a year. Women retire with an average of a third less in their retirement funds than men, and yet we live 10 years longer. I could go on and on and on. But in, in summary, I found out there was all this data that I wasn't alone, despite being good at earning money. Um, women have seem to have a big disconnect in terms of the term net worth and growing our own wealth. And so it's really this frustration with myself that, that fueled me to start Daily Worth, to start educating women in areas of both
2: self-worth and net worth. Now, you are saying a lot by saying yes. very little. And having uh, the background you have and then having the stimulant of this anger and passion to start a business is a really critical underlying force and I want to get back to that but what we're going to take a very quick break. We're talking to Amanda Steinberg. You're listening to Leadership Development News and we'll be right back.
0: The business community's first choice in internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
5: Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's Healthy People to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com.
0: You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Doctors Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Amanda Steinberg, the founder of dailyworth.com. And so just before the break, you were talking about, you know, how you got to daily worth and you were talking about some of the anger. Uh, and during our break, we were saying how that may have translated into some of this conviction, you know, about what you're going to be doing for work. So maybe you can say about, you know, how did you kind of, you know, what's the anger and then how did you turn that into what you're doing today with daily worth? Sure.
3: So, My anger is really, it's directed at myself a bit and it's directed at many of the women who I know who undervalue themselves Mm. and how I've undervalued myself in the past. So one of my intentions, I have many intentions and goals with Daily Worth is to help women transform their own perception of their own self-worth and the way in which they particularly value themselves in the workplace as it relates to their earnings. So, for example, as the founder of Daily Worth, I'm now constantly in conversations with women about asking for raises, as well as doing a lot of research on the subject of asking for raises. And also, I've hired and fired probably 50 or so people in the last 10 years. And what I've found is a huge gender disparity. Men, for example, uh, with some exceptions, of course, tend to have no problem asking for what they know their market worth to be. Women, on the other hand, have a totally different approach to asking for money. Many of the women I've hired say, well, what are you offering? Or, um, you know, what is it that you need to pay me? You know, they really put it in my hands without understanding even what it is that their own self-worth is. I also find uh, on that related subject that women tend to apologize for everything, even when it's not our fault. Oh, my gosh. I've, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah
3: I, It's. It, jo- it drives me bananas, and uh, I'm constantly asking women to stop saying sorry. Uh, um, so I-, I find all of these concepts across self-worth and net worth to be very interrelated.
2: Not only are they, they interrelated, but I think they lead back to what daily worth is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Absolutely. I think you started daily worth um, you know, in a pretty challenging economy. And Mm -hmm. I'm curious because you have daily emails, and people email you, and you have all these blogs going on. How you know how how can how can Daily Worth help leaders in today's economy understand more so they can get the the best, if you will, the best performance, get more out of their employees, men or women.
3: Well, one of my. one of my philosophies about leadership is that the more we take care of ourselves, and the more we we become the model for those who we are leading, the better leaders that we are. So, uh, you know, I, I think of another example. I was on a phone call yesterday with one of my colleagues who's in her sixties, who I I really admire. She's she earns top dollar. She can ask for $3,500 a day without flinching. And I've always just assumed that she's amassed extraordinary net worth. And yet she uh, told me when we were were dealing with an invoicing problem related to a client that she was concerned about needing to turn off her utilities because she didn't have the money that she needed for her utilities. And I was just, I was really surprised and somewhat saddened. And yet it all goes along with the theme of daily worth and not taking care of ourselves. And I think as leaders, the wealthier we are, the more financially stable we are, the better leaders we are, not only because we have peace of mind, but because we can then be the model for those who are looking up to us.
1: So say a little bit about, um, just for our listeners, I love the tie-in with self-worth and net worth that you said earlier. That's great. And so just for the listeners, maybe when you talk about net worth, just kind of define that, and then we'll get to some of your other, other questions we have.
3: Absolutely. The, the, your net worth is is all of your assets combined. So it's it's how much money is in your retirement account. It's how what's the worth of your house. How much of your house do you own um, minus all of your debts? So if you have credit card debt, you have to subtract that from, from what it is that you own. And that's how you come up with a number. Your net worth really is a number. It's combining the value of all of your assets minus all of your liabilities.
2: Now, some of the things that I know... Uh, that many of our listeners are thinking about, you know tell us a little bit about you and how you you are who you are i mean you 've you 've been inside corporate America as a leader yourself you now are an entrepreneur, you have two kids and you run two businesses um, so what 's that like and how does that help you relate in this daily email on daily worth to those who need to really get a boost in in that idea that that self uh, esteem and self-worth they can take care of themselves and be better leaders whether they're working from home or whether they're working in corporate america
3: you know i'm i'm so happy you asked that question because i love talking about how it is i manage my family my two precious young children my relationship with my husband and my two companies you know to an outsider it probably looks insane um and that's usually the cross-eyed look i get from a lot of people um <laughs> I thought that but was the just the reality, me. <laughs> sorry? I said I thought that was just me. Yeah. You know, I, I actually have written about this. It's called A Day in the Life of a Power Mom, and you can find it on dailyworth.com. And I actually spell out exactly how I operate my day every day. And it, it goes a little bit something like this. I have great support systems in place for my children, and my children are cared for from the hours of 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., Um, And it's in those those hours that I manage my two businesses. Now, none of this wouldn't be possible if my – so I haven't even mentioned this yet. I've been running for the last five years a company called Soapbox. It's a website development company. For the sake of this interview today, it's not really that important, but it is important in the extent that it's very profitable. I have eight employees. I have a very precocious personal assistant who handles – so many aspects of the business and it's because that business is very profitable and I've really been building it in many different forms over the last 10 years that I'm able to focus on daily worth, which is my passion now. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually not as crazy as you might think if you, if you master the art of delegating to very precocious mm-hmm. people. And that's, that's really what I like to model is – the way in which you look for assistance and people who work for you who don't need to be managed and that really frees you up to focus on things six months or even years down the line
1: so just from the practical standpoint because I know all, most of our listeners and some Kathy and I talk a lot with executives is about delegation so you know what does that look like, like on a daily basis you know with you with your assistant um, sure
3: so my assistant uh, has the official title in my web consultancy of production coordinator. So she really runs all of the website development projects that we're working on, and we have seven active projects right now. So, for example, I heard from a client this morning that we haven't heard from in two years um, simply because their website's been working perfectly well for them, and they have a problem. So I routed it to my production coordinator, and I know that she'll handle it. I know that she'll handle it with grace and that she'll get the problem solved for our customer. So that really allows, means that my exclusive focus in my business is creating new business and new business opportunities. So uh, based on the network and the Rolodex I've been building for the last 10 years, I can, I can provide a very healthy revenue stream in about two hours of work per day on Soapbox.
1: And so is this like every day? Do you have organized meetings with her or is it all through email or kind of Um a We generally
3: have a five-minute, no, we hardly, we hardly have meetings. Okay. And actually, we are all virtual. Um, we have about a five-minute check-in in the beginning of the day, and then we exchange emails. And I'm always, when our websites are getting close to launch, I'm always involved in the review process to make because sure, I usually catch things here and there. Um, that just comes with having been doing this for 10 years. But no, we have, we have, a, we have a company meeting every Monday at 2 p.m. And other than that, it's uh-huh. very fluid, instant messaging and emails.
1: Okay, that's great.
2: Now, you um you talk about something that I found very uh interesting uh in the uh in the Daily Worth that I was taking a peek at and that's called the princess problem. What what is the princess problem? What is it and why do we have to be aware of it? Huh. I I really love this topic and it's <laughs> it's
3: really been making the rounds over. Cuz
2: I'm not a princess. I don't know any princesses. I don't know about you Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: you know, I think I actually we probably have, have a lot of
2: these people in our lives, yes. don't we, Amanda? Yes. You know,
3: it's I, I have a lot of princesses in my life between the ages of four years old and ten years old. Many of my nieces, my daughter's only nine months right now, so she hasn't yet come into the princess phase. But the princess problem is actually a, a term coined by Laura Vanderkam, who wrote a recent op-ed for USA Today of the same name, and She describes the princess problem as follows. She notes how some some moms worry that princesses make girls obsessed with beauty, but she thinks the problem is that the popular princesses lack what psychologists call an internal locus of control. Mm. And an internal locus of control is really the belief that you are responsible for making your way in the world. And so I'm really interested in this princess problem as we're raising our daughters. Not that our daughters need to stop playing with princesses or stop pretending that they're princesses, I just I, I want us all to be aware of the psychological underpinnings of uh, you know the prince that's going to come and save you, and ultimately that you 're not going to have to be responsible for your own self or your own wealth in particular. so I think this is a really interesting topic It's caused a bit of controversy, but something I think we should be talking about
1: well this is, it's a great topic, I think you know for women but for also for Men also, just this internal the locus control external locus of control, you know the internal locus of control, which I think you're getting that with your daily worth is effort and ability, you know, so what do I know what's my ability, how do I maximize that, and the external is luck chance or others, just to kind of mm. define those terms so interesting
3: yeah, absolutely and it's it it as far as it relates back to daily worth, I think of it as developing the earning muscle, developing the saving muscle. I really think these are muscles that need to be developed and need to be exercised. Mm -hmm. And, um, and princesses, I don't know if you have any young girls in your life, but, but from my, from where I'm standing, they seem to be everywhere. And I just want to make sure that when, when we're playing princesses with the beautiful little girls in our life, that we're also, you know, teaching them to how to have the keys to their own queendom as we wrote on daily
2: worth. Mm. The queendom. Now, when when you um, when you think about the impact on women's lives, the impact of their daily worth, does that really differ a lot from men? And talk a little bit about those gender differences more specifically. You know,
3: in in terms of, I'm sorry, were you going to say something?
2: No, I think we're going to be going to a break in about one minute. Okay. And I just wanted to uh, put that question out there for you. So, you know what? Why don't you think about that for a second? And we're going to go to break. And this is Leadership Development News. So don't go away. We'll be right back. We're talking to you this time.
0: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
5: Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's Healthy People to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com.
6: Voice America Sports Channel.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Doctors Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Amanda Steinberg the
1: co-founder of dailyworth.com. And so before the break, we're just getting into the topic of the impact that you're having on women's lives with daily worth. So we want to hear a little bit about that, but then also um, what are you noticing about the impact on men's uh, life also?
3: Yes. Well, fortunately we daily worth does have a very uh, loyal male following though small because it's not who we're marketing to, but, uh, I'm thrilled that what we're teaching is, is, has been perceived as valuable to many. So, so what is the impact that we're having on people's lives? You know, just yesterday I was on Twitter. I'm Amanda Steinberg on Twitter and a very active Twitter user. And I was talking to some Daily Worth subscribers, and sometimes they reference me when they're talking about their own businesses and their own earning. And I love to kind of oversee their, their conversations when they do reference me. And one of the, one of the women who I was speaking to, who happens to be a home-based artist in Pennsylvania, said that she thinks of me and of Daily Worth multiple times a day whenever she's talking about the pricing of her products. Mm. And I was really thrilled to hear that I'm living inside people's heads now, that they're not just putting out the, the, the price tag that they may think they're worth. They're actually taking the time to investigate their pricing and they're they're building up the courage to ask for 30% more, ask for 50% more and see what happens and really kind of testing the waters of what it is that they're earning. So that that's one example of how, how I know that we're having having an impact on men and women, but in
2: particular women.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, what impact are you looking to have on women's lives through Daily Worth? Is there an expectation you have that is, uh, you know, different than what you just described?
3: Yeah, you know, it's really twofold. You know, on the self-worth level, I'd really like for women to stop apologizing for themselves and to really start valuing who they are. Okay, I have
2: to pause you for a second, and I need to tell the audience this is hilarious. On your BlackBerry, how many of you have a BlackBerry or a CrackBerry or an iPhone or whatever, and you have sorry to be brief, right? for those of you who are listening right you you can relate to this
1: i know you have that
2: yeah so so i i sent this email to amanda and the first email i ever got back from right. amanda was please remove sorry to be brief i'm the sorry police i'm the apology police this is not you and i was like this is so true you know it's we need people out there amanda who are <laughs> Who are doing what you do, but it's like when you hear it, you're like, I was just trying to be polite, but yeah, you you pick that up a different way. So your the impact you want to have is a little bit different, huh?
3: Well, that that's part of it, definitely. That's that's on the self worth side. I'd I'd really like for women to stop apologizing for themselves, and then on the other side of the impact, I'd really like for women and men to, but in my case in particular, women to be very focused on their net worth and understanding that number. So many of us know our FICO scores, we perhaps know how much debt we have on our credit card this month, but if you ask someone what their net worth is, it's not likely that they'll be able to tell you. But I think it's really important um, as, as it relates to our financial security, uh, understanding what net worth is and how to grow it. So that's really the long-term impact that I would like to have on women through Daily Worth.
1: And then, so kind of going back to that. So, what what kind of impact are you having on men? Do you know at this point? Uh, is, it, is it more just anecdotal, or
3: um, it's it's very much anecdotal? Uh, and it, it it really you know they're taking the same lessons because look, I mean, the reality is is that we all have insecurities, and we all not, many of us don't understand the power that we have in the world. I think it's just the human condition. Uh, So I know that many of the men who read our newsletter, our daily newsletter, are taking the same lessons that women are. I am particularly interested in women because of the huge earning and savings inequality that exists today. So that's the explicit problem that I am addressing. But really for any men who have questions about their own self-worth and their own net worth are more than welcome to to join and learn from what it is that we're offering.
2: It's amazing as I listen to your advocacy, you know, there's that conviction in your voice about wanting women to be more concerned about their money, um, you know, regardless of their marital status, their career status, how much they earn or how educated they are. You're just saying to them, please make sure you're paying attention to what you value and how you value yourself because that comes across in every interaction you have with another. Is that fairly accurate? That's absolutely accurate. So one of the things that I know uh, a lot of people experience in life is going to a coach and having a coach, whether it's your finance person, your legal team, uh, somebody on your team at work, your boss, and you ask them, what, you know, what can I do? They're very reluctant to really tell you to be more self-confident. So how does, how does somebody take what you're trying to do with, with great respect, admiration, and adoration for the people they're talking to, and get them to understand that their daily worth is so important. That's a great question.
3: You know it, it's hard for me to generalize. I, I would, I'd prefer to work with people one-on- one because I think it's very different for everyone. But I, I guess for us from a starting point, uh, it's a good idea to look at your relationship to the word responsibility that's that's generally where I start is what is it you feel you're responsible for and are you from are you living from the position for that that you are one hundred percent responsible for your own life? I think that um, you know there's there's many ways we can place blame on circumstances on our parents on different things that have happened in our lives, but unless we are living from the standpoint that we are one hundred percent responsible for our own life that it's uh that it's, it's hard to make any particular leap in this direction. Once, once you've adopted that mentality of being 100% responsible, um, I think it's a good idea to, uh, to ask other people how it is you're valuable and, and how it is that you're worthy. I think sometimes it's hard for us to figure out what it is about us that makes us special because we're, we have so many loud voices in our heads that tell us otherwise. Um, but I think if you turn to your colleagues and turn to your friends and turn to your family members, they should. They'll be really good at telling you what it is that you're great at, and then it's a choice to live into those words. So, um, for example, I know that one of one of my values is being an advocate, is is being a helper to people. Um, so I can always come back to that when it is when when I'm looking for what it is that makes me valuable.
1: Well, I think also going to about what you said earlier, when you ask your friends, you know, what do you see in me? What how am I valuable? I think the tendency for all of us, men and women, is somewhat to externalize that, going back to the external locus of control. Well I haven't been in the right spot at the right time I, you know versus really highlighting, you know, I think you have a talent for this or this or this. You know, going back to you just you just have a uh, <clears throat> wrote about um Marcus Buckingham, you know, and Yes on uh, September twenty ninth and we just interviewed him recently, and really talking about what's your, what, it, what are your strengths and how do you define that and zero more in that. And I think it is interesting. A lot of people don't really know as well. It's not clarified as well as they can. Therefore, they can't repeat it as much.
3: Right, or perhaps they don't see it as valuable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yes, I agree. They don't know because, yeah, they don't, they don't understand how valuable it is and how other people need that in their lives, need that contribution from them.
2: You know, how do you measure your success? how does How does daily worth measure its daily worth? Hmm.
3: Well there's of course <laughs> yeah. quantitative and qualitative measures. Uh, the My favorite right now quantitative measure is how many people open our email every day. So if you are a business leader sending emails to large groups into the thousands, right now we send to 3,000 women every day, um, you you might get to know that there's a statistic called an open rate. And an open rate, if you're sending regular emails, not everyone is going to open your email every day. Um, the industry average is 17%. Except so if you're mailing seven? thousands of people a day, you should be happy if you're getting more than
1: 17%. Are you saying 1-7 seven or 70 one seven. Seventeen percent is the average rate. Wow.
3: Is the average rate if you are sending a group mass email mm. from a business?
1: Say it again. How um, much? How much? What's the percent? Seventeen one seven. Seventeen one seven. That's that pretty amazing.
3: Average. Daily worth is read by fifty five zero percent every day. Fifty percent of our readers read our email every day. So I smile every day when I see that number rise <laughs> up because it means that we are more than double, almost triple the industry standard. So I know we've hit something special
2: here. And, Amanda, how does somebody do that? How I mean, for the average listener who doesn't know how the Internet works, mm-hmm. how do you go out and look at who's reading and how do you quantify that?
3: Well, you have to sign up. So if you have a business and you want to be emailing groups of people at a time, right. there are some great platforms that you can sign up for. Two are called, one's called Constant Contact.
2: Right, that's one that we use a lot. Right.
3: And one is iContact.com, and both offer those reports automatically with the base level package.
2: Got it. I think that those who are listening are certainly interested in knowing how to do that. Sure.
3: So, so that's the quantitative value. And then the, the qualitative value is that on a daily basis, uh, our readers respond and just thank me profusely for what it is that we're publishing. I have eight writers now contributing to Daily Worth, including... New York Times columnist M. P. Dunleavy, who's a great writer, and you know we cover things that are extremely practical that you might never need to understand, like capital gains tax. Um, but we think you know understanding capital gains tax is something that deserves women's time. Um, and then we we write about Marcus Buckingham on the other side of the spectrum. So we really offer a very wide array of content from the very practical money advice. Uh, cryptic vocabulary things that need to be demystified all the way up through motivational elements how to improve your performance what's a key performance indicator things of that nature
2: now amanda we're going to go to a break so hold that thought we'll be right back this is leadership development news we're talking to amanda steinberg founder of dailyworth.com
0: from the boardroom to you voice america business network Pull into the Phillips Station every week for the business of entertainment. Host Philip Judah and co-host Larry Watkins bring promotional experience from different facets of the entertainment industry and related marketing. You'll meet some of the most interesting individuals involved with creation and continuity in the industry, including music, theater, auto racing, movies, and journalism. The Phillips Station will provide entertainment about entertainment. Listen Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Doctors Kathy Greenberg and Riley Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking now with uh,
1: Ben Steinberg and uh, uh, the founder of Daily Worth. During the break, we were saying it may be really nice to end on getting some of these tips. And Amanda, uh, was saying how she's got a new piece that's just about ready to get, uh, put up on the site. It's not up yet, but we'll get a preview. And it's really around some practical tips organized around practical, uh, practical, practical tips, inspirational tips, and then entrepreneurial tips. So, um, Amanda, you want to start with maybe some of the practical ones?
3: Sure, happy to. So one, one practical temp, tip that I'm always talking about is automating your savings. It's really important that you are automating your savings and automatically transferring money out of your bank account and into a savings account every month. If it's left up to you, there's a chance it might not happen. Mm. Um, another thing that we talk about is planning for those big expenses, something that we've called budget busters, budget busters, so when, when we create a budget for ourselves in our minds or on paper, uh, we think about our monthly expenses. But really, there are many things that happen in our lives that, that are way outside this realm and can be very expensive. So in my case, I have to spend $12,000 to fix my chimneys this year. Uh, so in addition to the automation advice, we, represent, we, we recommend setting up savings accounts for these elements if you know that they're coming up. So for example. Um, by by next November, I would like to have the $12,000 saved to fix our chimneys. And and finally, the, the final practical element is really embracing the numbers of finance. Something I've observed with Daily Worth, you know, I was talking about open rates and how we have a 50% open rate, which is just kind of blows away industry standards. I've noticed that when we put concepts like 401K, like a 529 plan, um, when we're talking about specific mathematical elements in our subject lines, our open rates drop by as much as 20%. Oh,
1: really? So
3: we, you know, that that's, uh, that's very interesting. And yet when we're talking about inspirational elements, we get above average open rates. Huh. So, so just, we're, yeah. we're really encouraging women and our readers to embrace the numbers. Force yourself at first. Become in the habit of what's a 529? What's a 401k? Um, you know, what, And and to not, not shy away from the from the math and the number side,
1: and then what's a good percentage that you're advocating that people should be saving on a monthly basis?
3: uh definitely twenty percent per month you should be saving twenty percent per month
1: is that net or uh
3: that's gross actually gross okay and uh, and now you let me ask a question. Have, mm-hmm.
2: do our listeners know the difference between gross and net? so maybe you should define Absolutely. that make sure so so
3: gross is is what your salary is or what you're taking home before taxes and net is after
2: taxes and that is after taxes,
3: correct,
1: mm-hmm.
3: correct. so and then when you're saying even though you say, may be making eighty thousand dollars a year that's not how much money is actually in your bank account
1: and so when people want to automate that which really makes sense you know and, and I know I have that in certain accounts but can they go to their bank and, and on a special savings or checking account and, and automate that or you know, I know it's regular on different kind of um, retirement funds, but how do they do that?
3: Yeah, well, wh- I recommend I always recommend ING Direct, which is a bank, which is an online bank, uh, and the way it works with ING Direct is you enter in your checking account number and your um, and your routing number, and they are, and you go through many security and authorization steps. Uh, to enable them to go into your bank account and take the money out and transfer it into a savings account. I like ING because they don't have the overhead of many branches. Hmm. They're able to offer much higher interest rates.
1: So they're basically a savings, and they will automate it for you. They're... Precisely. Okay.
3: Nice. And if, if that's too complicated, you can also do it for, through your bank. You can, you can set up a separate savings account, and m- most banks have automation systems built into their online banking platforms. hmm
1: Okay, good. Well, so that's the uh practical piece. And then you're you were saying uh there's an inspirational piece? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So the the inspirational side of Daily Worth is actually uh been our most successful so far in terms of what people are reading. And our most popular blog post to date is called My Weight Watchers Inspired Money Diet. And it's <laughs> I love it. It's something that I wrote about how when I was in my early 20s, I was 40 pounds overweight, and I just, I did, I did Weight Watchers for three years, and I failed miserably over and over and over again until I finally, something clicked, and I wrote this blog post about it, and it's been featured on the cover of Self Magazine, and it's gotten four times the readership of everything else we've ever written. People love this little post that I wrote about what I learned from Weight Watchers and how I've applied it to budgeting, and and the most inspired tip inside that post that gets repeated back to me over and over again is the whole notion that, you know, we create plans, we create diets, we create budgets for ourselves, and it happens. We're going to fall off those plans. We're going to fall off those diets. The the inspirational tip that is at the heart of this Weight Watchers-inspired money diet post is that when you fall down the stairs, don't throw yourself down the rest of the stairs. So in other words, you're going to create bold plans for yourself. I always encourage women to create very ambitious goals for themselves. And the reality is that you're going to fall off these plans. You may not reach your goals, but just because of that doesn't mean you should throw yourself down the rest of the stairs. It doesn't mean you should give up just because you failed. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off and get back on the journey. The, another aspect of uh, inspiration that we offer through daily worth is a reminder that uh you know, we, we tend to undervalue ourselves in terms of what our earnings are. And on the inspiration side, you know, we really encourage women to set much higher goals for themselves on an earning basis than they might otherwise if left to their own devices. So I've read some research lately that women entrepreneurs are generally aiming to earn between 50 and $90,000. And, and the woman conducting this study also looked into the various aspects of their business and realized that they, many of them had the potential to earn three times as that. So what, what we're often doing on Daily Worth is encouraging women and men to set goals, you know, three times as high as what might be comfortable for you. Because the reality is, even if you earn half as much of what your goal is, you'll still be better off than where you were when you started.
1: And it almost becomes kind of that uh, that thermostat we talked about in the earlier part of the show. So we we set that comfortable thermostat versus how do you uh, re gauge that and then and motivate yourself to hit that.
2: And that's hard. Absolutely. That's the hardest thing. Right. That re engagement.
1: Yeah,
3: it is, and it can seem really daunting. You know, say for example, you know, I, it, it would feel really comfortable for me to say I wanted to earn one hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year. That's that's very much within. The re- that's very reasonable for me to say, given where I am in my career, for me to say I want to earn half a million dollars a year. You know, my, my initial response is, well, what? That's insane. Yeah. But, but then your psyche starts to realign, and you say, hmm, perhaps there are some practical steps, or this is how my life would have to be oriented differently. So why not play that game? Why not aim, aim higher?
1: Well, going back to what Kat said earlier, we love the brain neuroscience. How do you change the brain, attention, and focus? And so exactly like you're saying, you know, so what do you want to uh, focus on and what's your attention about doing that? So just putting that out there is really going to help.
3: Yeah, it's attention and focus, and that's exactly why I made Daily Worth a daily email because it's a daily reminder, mm. kind of like getting on the scale every morning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that important, you know, you, you can manage what you measure. So I, I totally agree with you. It's um, putting attention on something scientifically, uh, having a daily reminder like Daily Worth it increases your ability to achieve your goals.
2: It's fascinating how you make it sound so simple, so doable, so easy, and yet it takes us so much planning and energy to make it really successful. But you make it very, I want to say doable, with dailyworth.com. So I hope all of our listeners will visit you often and in the future. Great. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Amanda. This was great. and. Uh, Good tips, and and go to the site, dailyworth.com, and and join up. It's free, and being able to get these daily, just exactly like a man of sand. So this has been leadership development news, and we're signing off.